the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now now. at KDOW.biz and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's about time that our politicians start working together, and it appears that they are. Some of the wording coming out is perfect. Part of the coronavirus issue is we're going to see companies that have problems, companies that have problems paying bills. We're going to see small companies fail, small businesses, especially restaurants, when people are afraid to come out. They don't make a lot of money. And when they do, it's on the alcohol sales, which maybe alcohol sales will do right now. Well, but not getting into that. But what we're seeing is that some of the people are coming out and saying the right stuff. And I'm excited by that. Steve Mnuchin this morning said, he's the head of the treasury. He said, we will make sure the system is liquid. And that gives me a lot of like, good. So banks have a problem right now. And you're starting to see it a little bit. Is when Boeing says, um, we're having a bad time. And uh, we've signed a, a thing that said our credit facility, we can use 14, 15, 16, 17 billion. We're going to use it all. And when that happens, it goes from the bank side of the ledger to Boeing side of the ledger. And banks then have to run around and say, well, we're legally only allowed to lend $33 for every real dollar we have in the bank. So now we just lost billions and now we have to replenish that. And that they get into a situation where they start selling municipal bonds aggressively. So that's how they kind of like, not not necessarily just municipal bonds, but other treasuries, okay? Uh, Municipal bonds might be more of the consumer retail side. But then when you're put in pressure, you start selling things and not necessarily, there's not necessarily buyers who want it. Who wants a 1% return? So then you have to mark it down and give them a discount of like 4% to get 1%. Woohoo! You can see when you're dealing with big money, that's a pretty good turnaround. So one of the issues, and it's impossible to explain on radio intelligently, I'll continue to try, but I just did a good job there, I think, is that some, why does 
Boeing need $13 billion because they may not survive. When companies panic and draw down on their, their credit, when I do it, I got a $250,000 home equity line and I have to use it within 10 years. A lot of people get them right before they go into retirement, kind of play that game of like, I may need a loan, but I don't deserve one because I don't have any income. So they go out and get a home equity line of credit. I'm not knocking on old people right now. Give me a couple minutes, I will. Um, but what I'm trying to say is banks are in a perilous position. But the Treasury Secretary said, that's not going to happen. We're not going to let banks go down just because Boeing goes down. Now, you also got this guy named Warren Buffett out there. I want to throw this out there because I think it's, it shows you how you should be thinking right now. Warren Buffett has got cash. He probably has too much cash, right? He could buy Boeing. Boeing has fallen to the point that he could buy Boeing. Boeing had an amazing five-year run, but it's had an amazing 14-month fall. And now it looks attractive. Someone like Apple could buy Boeing, and you're like, what the frick? That doesn't even make sense. Now, it doesn't make sense for Apple to do it. I want Apple to be buying their own shares right now because the type of company that I'm most interested in right now, and I got an email yesterday and it kind of threw me and he was quoting me a little bit too perfectly. Like, ha ha ha, Rob, I bet you're going to buy Nike again at 80 and take it up to hundred. Right, right. That's what I should do. I'm like, no, 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 no. Even though I've said that in the past, this is a biological issue. This is not a financial issue. And yes, 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 yes. There is some truth to it. But right now, because we, we don't know if it's how contained things are or aren't, what you should be doing right now is buying things like AbbVie, companies that aren't cyclical, some companies that make medications that pay dividends, companies like Verizon that necessarily, you're not going to say, I want to cut my phone service, and they pay a big fat dividend. Companies like AT&T, again, consult a broker advisor before taking any action on anything I ever say. But you're not going for companies that are going to have to cut earnings forecast right now. I don't care. Apple could make, you know, my turds into gold bars. I'm like, eh, they're still going to have to cut estimates because their toilets have been closed too long. There was too much time in China where they went offline. There's too much time right now where they might go offline as far as people going to stores, people going to malls. There's a guy named Sam Zell who is a big mall investor. And when that man talks, I listen. There's not a lot of clarity right now. So I love Apple. I own Apple. I think you own Apple. I don't think you trade Apple. I think you can buy some here, but again, you own it. And I think it goes lower when they come out and go, well, all oh, gee shucks. We tried our best, but we're, we're going to miss the quarter. Okay. So China's already coming back online. I don't know what that looks like. Um, CNBC has got a great reporter. I want to say her name is Eunice Yoon. And she says, you know, Hey, if America did what China did, cause she's based in Beijing, she says, we're coming back pretty strong already. So, but you're not quarantining as strong as we quarantine. So you're going to get a little different result. And we don't know what the result's going to look like. I think um, it was a big day. You know, that guy who plays for the um, Utah Jazz, uh, Gobert, Rudy Gobert, who got the coronavirus. And they, people made fun of him because he's like touching the, the radio equipment and touching, you know, he's like making fun of, oh, I'm not sick. And then. He got sick. It's, it looks bad, right? 
people are like he's an a hole. He's ruined the NBA. You know, he got a teammate sick. You know what Rudy Gobert just did? He probably saved a thousand people's lives in America. He shut down the NBA. And that's awesome. That shut down the PGA. That shut down the NCAA. That shut down Major League Baseball. That shut down. And if our health officials are telling us we need to shut this stuff down, Rudy Gobert just saved people by being a jerk. And again, people will never look at it that way, but I will because I got a different way of telling stories. So AbbVie is one of those companies that I want you to consider right now. The market's open with a big bounce up. Boing! Now, what happens on those big bounce up? You get this massive acceleration in the morning. I never buy the open and I, I never buy the close. It's just not my thing. I refer to those as times that amateurs are playing and I want nothing to do with it. Again, I'm talking about buying individual stocks. If, you're, uh, if your exposure to the stock market is buying your 401k and you're under 55, you are financially stupid if you're complaining right now about the stock market. This is a great time to buy, especially if it's biological, especially if it's something we can clear out of the system and maybe even get better at in the future. Um, I love down markets. I can't lie. I love them. 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 Um, that's when I get my best investments. I get my best deals. Again, I want you to consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned on the radio or television. Because right now, even though I love Nike, even though I love Apple, I would prefer AT&T, Verizon, someone like AbbVie, who's not, you know, last check, we're not going, well, I got to get out of that one. And that's not the way you want to be thinking right now. But I'm not going to dwell on this. I promise I won't. But earnings expectations are coming down for Apple. There's no way around it. So that doesn't mean the stock doesn't hit all-time highs in four months or five months or six months or seven months or 12 months. But short-term, you may be able to get a better price on it. AbbVie is a company who's dominating world medications. They've got an arthritis drug. they got a neuroscience, a virology, an oncology, immunology. Oh, and plus it pays a big fat dividend of 5.5%. Way better you can get in the treasury. I'm Rob Black. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So everyone seems to be pretty confident this will be a, an issue that plays out not as well as it did in China, which is a surprising thing to say out loud. Where the time was really shortened in China. We're prolonging in the United States because, yeah, even this weekend, you know, we may not be going to sporting events, but movie theaters are still open. Ski slopes are still open. And people go out. So we're not doing as quite the draconian. But a lot of people are super, super confident in that. Just th- I'm throwing it out there for you. Let's talk a little bit about yesterday. Yesterday was a tough day on the markets, and it kind of got tougher. Um, with that said, it's the second worst day ever yesterday. And you got through it. It's like one of those bad disaster movies. 
where skyscrapers burning and people are dying and jumping off and the rocks going around and beating up terrorists. And at the end of the movie, he hugs his wife and the sun's coming up. My personal favorite, the Titanic, not the Titanic, but um, what was the one with the boat that goes underwater? Maybe it's the new Titanic or one of those. Nah, I'm, I'm dropping it. 1970, oh, Poseidon Down, that's what it was. Somehow this cruise ship gets, I don't know, it takes on water and it starts sinking. <laughs> and like the, it's staying in shape and they're, they're, they're seeing like octopuses swim by the, the portals. And at the end of it, they sing, the morning after. Just a horrible, horrible, horrible song from the 70s. But it's all about the sun coming up. And... You know, yesterday was the largest percentage decline for the Dow since October 19, 1987. That's pretty big. The scope of yesterday's selling probably falls into panicky. And that tends to lead towards a snapback rally. But that doesn't necessarily tend to lead towards a new bull market. It typically takes 30 or 40 days of up and down, up and down. And in this case, I think Steve Mnuchin... Treasury Secretary said, I think we're in the second inning. Now, clearly, the White House doesn't want Trump out there saying anything about health matters that are to be taken seriously. So Steve Mnuchin comes out and he's he's a little bit more legit, too legit, too legit to quit. And he says, I think we're in about the second inning. Okay. That's worthy of note. Hopes have risen for better fiscal stimulus responses after Speaker Pelosi acknowledged lawmakers in the White House or near a deal on the COVID-19 relief package. That'll be a positive short-term negative long-term for our children who have to pay for it. According to the New York times, the bill will provide 14 days of paid sick leave, unemployment benefits, free virus testing and small business tax relief. There's been a rush of monetary stimulus, liquidity injections by central banks around the globe. So a lot of things are checking off good today. Now we still have this big psychological thing to go through the weekend. Um, looking at your calendar, it's Friday. Look at the last couple Fridays, and no one wants to own stocks going into Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Because we don't know. We know, even Vice President Pence said, the numbers are going to go up by thousands in the U.S. Trump not getting willing to get tested, even though a few people around him have gotten the coronavirus. But he's not willing to do it because he's a man, and I'm a man. It's like, I didn't really want to come to work today. But I was like, I got to go to work because I don't want to look like the guy who's not going to work. But the moment they say I get 14 days of paid sick leave, I don't even make, I make minimum wage here. But the moment I know I can do it, I'm out. You don't have to like ask me twice. And I'll be like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big girly man. Excuse the play on girly man. I know hashtag me too, but I'm doing a live show and I'm trying to do it fast. I'm not a big wimpy man. Diary of a wimpy boy. I had to go today. I don't know why. Apple said all of its branded stores are open as of today in China. You know what's interesting about that? Apple said it's branded stores. But I'll drop that. Wells Fargo upgraded Apple to overweight from equal weight. Apple's got so much freaking fracking cash right now. I've got a lot of cash. I always save up a lot of cash going into tax season. I don't understand this. And then after I pay my taxes, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go buy some stocks. In this case, I'm like, woohoo, I got some more cash. Which is good. 
Apple's oh, I was trying to say Apple has cash. Now again, Apple and Disney. Disney's shutting down its parks for 30 days, it looks like. Sporting events from Pee Wee to professional circuits canceled. Walt Disney said it's closing its park and canceling cruises through the end of March. Let's stop there for one second, and I want to pound this home all day today. The stocks that are not safe are the ones like Disney and Apple. The one who sells products. The one who they have stores. They have theme parks. A company like AbbVie who makes medicines for your lungs and uh, your arthritis, you're probably, you may get some disruption tied towards manufacturing in, in China, but you want to look for companies that aren't going to get the cut. Now, again, you could also play a weird game. You want to play a weird game with me right now? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's play a weird game. You can do a little psychedelic. Like buy some JetBlue or some Continental, American Airlines. Because Steve Mnuchin, and again, he's kind of like the mouthpiece for the president right now. This morning he said, oh yeah, uh, we will use the B word. You know, when we're, when we're thinking about airlines and how important they are to our country, we will use the B word. The B word, do you want to know what it is? Bailout. So if you think the government's willing to bail out the airlines and something tells me Trump's going to start an airline and then shut it down and then he's going to bail it out. Something just tells me something like that's going to happen. Um, but if you want to think bailout, the airlines look like they would be, they would spring like a cork. But again, politically speaking, I don't know if there's enough to get that done. Do we, have we consolidated to five or six airlines and we want to consolidate to four or five or three or four? I don't know. I can tell you JetBlue looks vulnerable. So JetBlue banned a passenger. JetBlue banned a passenger for life. For some reason, that's not easy to say. Um, so he got on a plane in New York. And he had just come from the hospital where he was being tested for COVID-19. The plane lands in Florida. And he looks at his phone and the text says, oh, guess what? You got COVID-19. Surprise. It's that moment a man doesn't want to look at his phone that says, surprise. It's like, hey, I'm going to dump you. I, our relationship's not really working out, Julia. And she's like, well, I got a surprise for you, too. You're a daddy. I'm like, no! I think the worst one is COVID-19 on your phone. I think I just pulled a rib. I'm making myself laugh. Anyway, um, Disney closing parks. That's pretty big, especially at spring break. You know how disruptive that is to so many Americans? And again, oh, we just want to save your life. If you want to come and lick COVID off poles, feel free. But again, not that many people are dying, all things considered. So it's it's a weird time for people. And when you hear the word pandemic, you like the what, the part of the word panacea. You don't like the word pandemic. Uh, investors should enjoy today. If you have anything that you don't want to own, like a bank, I'm not telling you to sell your banks. I'm saying if you have one that you don't want to own, it's a way of raising cash. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. We're in the second inning. It's going to be bumpy for a little while. And find the place that's safe and warm. It's so out of my control. It's so out of my control. So Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Rob Black, and you are not investing in the time of coronavirus. I'm not going to get on and say, wash your hands every day. I'm tired of that. I'm not going to say get a flu shot next year. I'm tired of that. I'll stay in my lane. If you're under 55 and your whole world of investing is your 401k, your 403b, your 457, you're fine. Keep doing it. If you're 60, 65, you need to have a wake up call. I've gotten a couple emails from people who are like, when do you think the market's going to come back? I'm 65 and I'm 100% invested. I'm like, okay, well, how much do you have? And if it's like $100,000, I'm like, I get why you're 100% invested. I get it, but it, this is what happens. You only invest if you understand that there could be periods of times where it can go down for three straight years. That's why when you're 55, 60, you got to start thinking, I need to think this one out. So stay with me for a couple more minutes here. One of the damaging things this week, and I don't know this 100% to be true, I'm just starting to build a case for it in my head, is bonds went to nothing this week. When you take a look at what bonds are yielding, it's, it's, it's piddly spit. I know you're saying, like, can I use that piddly spit? I like that. Sure, you can steal it. So if you're 55, 60... Or maybe even like me where I've got enough money to live off till the day I die. I just need to start allocating it in the next couple years to how much of my assets do I want in bonds to generate income? How much of my assets do I want stocks to generate income like Apple pays one and a half percent or Verizon pays three and a half percent or AT&T pays five and a half percent. So if I have a hundred dollars with AT&T, I get five dollars and fifty cents from age 60 to a hundred. When I start sounding like this and you're like, I'm not listening to old man radio. I guess you wouldn't be saying that because you wouldn't, you're not old like I would be. But I'm 60. I, I need to have a kind of an income to replace the minimum wage that I'm making right now for two hours a week. And if I forget to log on, good luck to me. Um, so as I'm like 50-ish and I start thinking, you know, some bonds are off the table. I thought I was going to retire with some bonds and I'm like, I can't live off 1% on my money. So that's going to force me to take more risk elsewhere. What's that mean? Well, I can put it in stocks. Like I said, Verizon, AT&T, Apple. I can start making an income fund. But then I get into the situation like coronavirus takes down Disney. Whoops. My yield would go up. (laughs) As the stock goes down further, it pays out more, it feels like. But it's not quite true that way. But the 10-year treasury earlier this week hit 0.36. And I'll be honest with you, I pooped my diaper. And I was so tense it came out a diamond. I know you're saying, okay, this is all wrong on so many levels. You got a diamond? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty tight up there. The 10-year treasury at 0.36, I'm like, I don't know how people are going to put this. This is going to significantly hurt elderly people, people who need income. And trust me, they've already been hosed by the system. After 9-11, banks, banks used to be able to walk into banks and go, I would like to give you $100, good man. And you can put it in a certificate of deposit. And the, the banker would be like, sure, I'll give you 3% for that. 
for one year or three and a half for, if you do it for two. Gone. After terrorism hit, we're like, lower the cost of money. We need help. Federal Reserve, you must help us. We don't ask the president, like, what, come up with some great invention, like, get to the Mars or cure cancer. We're like, just make money cheaper. Make it easier for us to, to borrow. But the problem with that is it, it causes you to, to take on more speculation. I.e., you can't let it sit in cash. It's not going to make enough baby cash. You need it to grow as an asset or kick off more income. And when you do that, you take on more risk. Which it's, and it, Or you can say, well, maybe I'll put it into real estate. There's risk there, too. Maybe you're buying high. Maybe you get a tenant. I had a tenant once who, um, they had bad credit. And I, at one point in time, I had bad credit. And they're young and in love and engaged. At one point in time, I was young and in love and engaged. Now I'm just a bitter old man who poops out diamonds. And I, I was like, their credit report didn't look good. And the agency who helps me get renters was like, well, her dad is a priest. And he's, re- he's willing to vouch. God's willing to co-sign. I'm in. That's not really what went through my head, but I was like, she probably has good character and he probably has good character because he can't really like run a pastor if, uh, unless you have good character, right? That's the assumption. Well, within a month, I regretted it. She moves out. They were engaged for less than two weeks. No, he moves out. But he, before he moves out, he starts like calling me in the middle of the night. Uh, I think you should sell all your oil stocks because I work with a, a, a company that we've come up with as a way of getting uh, the oxygen, the air that we breathe, the water molecules ionized. And uh, because that, uh, we got this cure. And, and my partner's been murdered. <laughs> what, your partner's been murdered? And like, I'm just a normal guy trying to like rent it to a good couple young kids kind of thing. Nope, never do that again. My partner's been murdered. He, was, he locked himself in the trunk, and they somehow say it was suicide. How many people commit suicide locked in a trunk? I'm like, I want nothing to do with this. And about four months later, five months later, we had to get her removed because she didn't pay any of the bills. And when I got her removed, guess what was all over the walls? Fecal matter. Not like you fart and it's on in the walls. It's not like one of those. It's like it's wiped on the walls. So you can't tell me that real estate's not a risk. And you can't tell me that sometimes you're going to buy too high or the risk of real estate. I'll give you another example. When, when rates are so low, it does encourage you to buy real estate. It does. But one of my good friends, her dad was a United Airlines mechanic. And he owned a home in Fremont for 25, 30 years. Had a lot of equity in it. Good for him. Then he got a little arrogant and went on and said, I'm going to become a landlord. Not only am I a mechanic at United, which she got to fly the world for free. Good person to know. Um, so now he has one rental. Then he has a second rental. He's living large now. And then he gets a third rental. And then 2006, 2008 hits and people lose their jobs. And unemployment goes to 10%. Do you remember when unemployment was at 10%, ladies and gentlemen? No, of course not. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. It's like this, this too shall pass. It was a disaster back then. It's not a disaster anymore, but it was a disaster for his family because all three tenants stopped paying, but he had to pay his mortgage, so he gets foreclosed on all three, and he eventually loses his own house. So he worked his whole life fixing airplanes. 
so that you and I could fly safe. Worked his whole life taking care of his wife and his two kids. The wife didn't work, and she's kind of obese. It's going to become important in a second. And um, so he loses all four houses, gets a job cleaning rugs, like a rug doctor franchisee or something like that. And he's still working at United. He wanted to retire because he had four properties, but nope. Has a heart attack and dies. Boom. Nothing to leave with his family. It is crazy important that I leave my sugar booger and my children. My sugar boogerlets. Sugar boogerlets. That's what they are. Um, it's important that I leave them something because I think this world's going to be tougher for them than it was for me. I feel like, I don't even want to use the word blessed, but I feel blessed. I was one of those kids that, <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell that joke. That's a PG-13 and I can't tell that one. But let's just say um, I could have gotten into a lot more trouble than I did. Like when I was six years old, seven years old, I was living in a city called Izmir, Turkey. And I was blonde hair, blue eyes. And they love blonde hair, blue eyes, Westerners. Um, and I had the best blonde hair and best blue eyes. If you've ever stared into my eyes, you've probably fallen in love with me. I'm just saying. But I'm surprised I wasn't kidnapped. Like I was going around that country, 10 mile hikes by myself. I was going to historical sites, to ruins, to tombs. But I guess I wasn't good enough looking. <laughs> I guess no one really wanted me after all. But yes, there is risk in real estate. Are you tracking with me? The lower interest rates makes you take. Oh, get this. And I love this because when opportunity knocks, when doors get closed, spring break, colleges are telling the spring break kids right now, uh, you got spring break coming up in one week. Why don't you take the next two and call it a three-week spring break? And the spring break is like, woo And they're getting flights to Hawaii for $99. They're getting flights to Costa Rica. And they're going like, are you kidding me? This is heaven. This is heaven sent. Airline industry has collapsed. No one's flying. We're young and healthy. We'll spread the disease, but we won't die. I love college kids. And they'll probably drink enough alcohol on spring break to kill it anyway, right? Maybe they're our first line of defense. Ten-year treasury sits at 85 basis points. Earlier this week, I almost pooped a diamond because that ten-year treasury, it's bad for seniors. It will encourage more, more risk in your portfolio to get income. At a time where you, you shouldn't be taking more risk, you may have to. And I don't know if this is a, a short-term blip. This week, it was a short-term blip. 36 basis points to 85 basis points in one week. What a move. But we need to get back up to like 3, 3 4% for the senior citizens in our society to say, I'll take interest on my old certificate of deposit. And I'll be honest with you, the way interest rates move, I don't think we get there in my lifetime. I don't think we get to a big, fat, easy certificate of deposit. I'm concerned about it. Maybe we do, but maybe the odds just went down a bit there. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I've got a 
very strange sense of humor. My family, I grew up with four brothers, and we were considered to have black humor. With the last name Black, it kind of fits. We loved the movie Raising Arizona as a family. Um, seeing Nicolas Cage steal a baby, we could all quote the movie. I'll take these here huggies and all the cash you have in the drawer. To seeing some man rob Seven <laughs> Eleven with panties, with not panties on his head, but with pantyhose on his head and asking for diapers because diapers are expensive. So we got the dark humor in it. It is not lost on me what's happening right now. You almost have to have macabre sense of humor to come to work every day and take a look at socks. I get it. One area that I'm happy I didn't fall for. And again, this shows you the importance of having discipline. And sometimes your discipline can be broken. In the 1990s, Warren Buffett's like, I don't like those tech stocks. I can't really analyze them and can't put a value on them. So he missed them. He later threw some contrition in the game and bought some shares of Apple. Because he's like, everyone has one. And now you're saying that's a horrible impression of Warren Buffett. Yes, it is. The budget on this show is nil. So one area that I'm glad I didn't invest in, and I, I, I heard people invest in it, and like CFP Chad Burton, he might have nibbled with some of his own money, but I think his kid did or something like that. I'm, I'm remembering the story very vaguely, and it wasn't that long ago because I got Alzheimer's disease. But Bitcoin was thought to be the safe haven of people could park money there and it'll still have value. In fact, when the United States Congress spends too much money we go, well, Bitcoin is not, they're not issuing new Bitcoin. It is what it is. They're not printing money, so they're not diluting it. And young people are like, I don't really trust banks. I like Bitcoin. I don't trust banks. And then there's, you got old farts like me who are like, I don't see the point. To me, it's like a uh, digital gold. And I get it. I Trust me. I've studied Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies enough to understand there would be a strong value created in some of the worst parts of the world where there's dictators who go, I'm going to turn this Iraqi dinar. I'm going to issue a bazillion more dinar and everyone who's got a dinar will have nothing. (laughs) I get it. There is something there. It's not playing out that way. I think we have a sound clip somewhere in the computer logs of it's not really supposed to work that way. Bitcoin's proven to not really doing what people thought it was going to do. The price of the large digital currency continued to swing wildly. Bitcoin dropped as much as 32%. Wow. 39, 39.15. So it's dropped as much as over 50% in two days. Now you can say a lot of stuff about the stock market. You can say it's down 20% from its high faster than ever before. I get it, but you also have to say Bitcoin's down 50% in two days. That's a little bit different. So I'm not sure I trust it. I'm not sure we know how it trades. I'm not sure who holds it. I'm not sure who pays for anything with it. It's still too weird for me. Yes, I like the idea of one stable world currency. This isn't it yet. Global markets have been rocked in recent weeks. And there's a lot of headwinds and confidence issues. But when you're down 50%, I'd say that's 
it's showing that there's a lot of weak hands that are holding it. And at first signs of trouble, they're out. I worry about that with investments. Um, one of the things about the last two or three years, it's probably been like five or seven, but in two or three, we've really seen it. What apps like Acorns makes it incredibly easy to buy stocks and incredibly easy to say, wow, I put $100 in there last year. It went up 25% with the stock market. It's $125. I'm smarter than you. It's so easy. There's no, there's no friction to it. You don't have to think about it. You just, you know, stick your card in the slot, pull it out, and you made money. That's like, woo, I'm going to put my card right back in that slot. When you have to pay to put the card in the slot, there's a little bit of a barrier to entry. There's no barrier to entry to buy stocks. There's a traffic person at Cron, Robin Winston, who I think is fantastic. She dresses in the most perfect colors for TV. I appreciate that. She's very eloquent. She enunciates better than I've seen anyone enunciate. And I, I don't know. I have, I've, I'm drawn to that. But about five weeks ago, six weeks ago, she goes, Rob, I got this app called Cash. And I can buy like a, I can buy like one share of Apple. Just by hitting this button. Watch. Boop. So she bought like a couple things, but they're all really wildly known. I said, well, Robin, the only downside on this is unlike Acorns where you're buying into indexes, you're buying 100 stocks instead of one. You're literally buying one stock, one share of one stock. And I told her yesterday, I said, you're never allowed to buy stocks again because last time you bought them, you bought them at an all-time high and you ruined it for me. Of course, I'm being superstitious. Of course, I'm being silly. But it also shows you that when you put money in the hands of someone who's never done it before, it starts to get kind of dangerous. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm one of a kind. I don't stress. I do like that the 10-year treasury is ending the week stronger at 85 basis points. It's telling me that the world's getting a little bit smarter. The Nasdaq's up 4% today. The Dow's up 3%. S&P 500 up 4%. You can't get really excited by that. We're not going sideways. We're trending a little bit lower. So we broke through a technical barrier yesterday that we now have to play with. Kind of see if like if we can hold that 21,700, the December 2018 lows. Can we go sideways around it for a little while? Or do we go the next step lower? And I could you could look at the charts. It's not that tough to figure out. I think we're much closer to a bottom than we are to a top. With that said, if you know someone famous like Tom Hanks gets coronavirus, we could all go lower. Wait, wait, wait. Tom Hanks got the coronavirus? Well, we've already got that one out of the way. So we got a celebrity and an athlete with it. Two athletes. A lot of the shock is on the sides. Now we got to see, can our government impress us with stimulus? Can our government impress us with response? Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.